The Jet Set Breakfast. Music, culture, lively and critical discussions on SAFM. And welcome back. A Bertha with you right up until 10. I'm in for Michelle uh, this weekend. Navigating family finances. How can your family improve in your communication, handling of debt and financial well-being? How differently will you handle your money in 2024? Look, we all are in debt somewhere, somehow. And if you're not good for you, it will be great if you share your secrets as to how you've managed to survive, you know, this pandemonium, is it pandemonium of, of, of debt. But anyway, our guest, Polivia Shiburi, is online, founder of um, uh, Debt Management. Good morning and welcome to Jet Set Breakfast. Good morning, Beth. How are you? I am fantastic. This is not a secret. A lot of us, mm-hmm. a lot of South Africans are in debt at the moment. Mm-hmm. And that's the, true. The big question then becomes how do you navigate around it? What do we need to do? Sure. You know what? I always say that when it comes to, to dates, um, when you've, especially in, in, in a setup of a family, first things first, you need to be transparent. Um, the family needs to understand, more especially if you are the breadwinner, they need to understand your financial position. They need to understand where you are financially. Are you able to to, to you know, take care of things as usual? What's going on? Are you in debt? How are you actually paying the bond? How are you paying the cars? How are you maintaining us? Is it through debt or you've got other means of extra income. It, it really goes, uh, first thing, it's about transparency and being transparent, sitting down as a family to say that this is the financial position that I'm in. And um, currently I'm maintaining uh, the family on credit cards. So then now when the entire family knows what's going on, I think it becomes a lot easier and you're able to get support from them as well to say that this is what we can do. Perhaps maybe let's start to, uh, you know, sit down, have a family budget. Let's allocate uh, money towards, um, you know, essentials or, or, uh, you know, essentials, necessities first. And then we can look at the other things. And it's human nature when you are inundated. And most probably mm-hmm. your debt is so overwhelming. The amounts are just alarming. I mean, you could be in the 500,000s, mm-hmm. you could be in the millions of owing. Yeah. That's the credit card, that's your home loan, and a whole lot more school mm-hmm. fees, you know. And, and you kind of like feel like you're managing, but you're not managing. And mm-hmm. you, you've got all your ducks in a row. But we just have this tendency to sweep it under the carpet. You take one and you just say, ah, I'll deal with it. I'll just deal with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now that's true. A lot of people that come to us for debt counseling already are way over indebted. It's only I think about uh, I'd say five percent that uh, uh, can see that they're headed in the wrong direction. But a lot of them that already come in um, are far in debts. Most of them they've already gotten you know some um, document legal documentation from creditors threatening to repossess or to take legal steps. You know. And uh, it's because we, we do not talk in time. Uh, we do not address these issues. We think, okay, because I skipped one month uh, this month of, of, of repayment, I'll, I'll figure it out the following month. Before you know it, you're six months, seven months in arrears. 
And then now to recover from that, it's not simple because that means that you will have to pay up a whole chunk of money towards um, the areas of one account. That means that ultimately you're leaving other accounts as well behind. So you are already in a deep hole and uh, it's really not that easy to get out of, you know, hence there is debt counseling that can actually just make it easier for you. Mm. So let's if let's say because we talk a lot around how you can mm. you can you can get your act together getting your act together which is you know getting family together everybody's aware you're all mm. on the same page you know where you owe the cards the everything what is the very yeah. first step then you take after consolidating all that you know, the first thing that you need to do is that um, you you sit. I always say that when you when you want to to seek help, you first look at options. Which options will be best for me? And then out of the three, four, five options that you would have picked up, uh, you know, uh, re- regarding to uh, South African remedial actions for for people that are over indebted, you then decide that this is what I want to do, and I'll go for debt counselling. The first thing you need to understand about debt counselling is you need to understand the process. And in 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 um holistically, you know, you need to understand what does it entail. How do I get in? What are the implications? What then do I do? What's my next step? And then once you have um, gotten all that information, you contact us, and then we do an assessment for you free of charge, and then tell you that this is how we can get you out of debt. We give you a plan first before you can start with your whole application, and then once that is done, you once you have uh, completely successfully registered for debt counselling, you then start. On a, on a journey to being debt-free, which requires commitment uh, above all things. Going to a debt counsellor, lately mm-hmm. I've noticed a lot of people have a tendency to sort of like think twice, three times. Maybe mm. maybe if we, <laughs> if we alleviate the fears of what are the implications, and I'm, I would like to believe these implications are, yeah. are not detrimental. So which should alleviate, mm-hmm. which, which should alleviate this fear? I agree with you. The 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 you know the implications are not, not detrimental. And one thing that we have picked up is that um, the, there's a stigma around date counselling and date review. But that's primarily because we have a lot of people that enter date review without knowing um, is this you know is this good for me? You know, debt counselling is not for everyone. If you're, for an example, you're owing fifty thousand, it might not be beneficial for you. But someone who is owing thousands and thousands and is in arrears, that can effectively help them get out of debt. So it's it's about understanding the process. And now, because if you look at debt counselling, uh, the cons. I mean, the, the 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 one of the disadvantages or the major disadvantage is that for that specific time, you will not be able to incur any new debt and which makes sense because you need to deal with the current debt first before you know you can take out further dates of course you do pay for a longer period of time but that's only because the monthly installment has been drastically um, reduced so that you can still manage to pay your other expenses as well I'm just looking at the percentage where it says it's reported that 27% of families are grappling with debt. I think it's actually more than 27%. It's more. It's more than 27, yeah. So in a case where you you are you you are conscious, you're aware 
and uh, mm-hmm. you've approached, you know, dead counselors to help to assist. But mm-hmm. you do not have any source of income because once they've drafted to say, so yeah. your repayments for your debt are so much every month. But now there's no mm-hmm. there's no source of income. Then what? So what we normally do when a person comes for debt counseling and there's no income, we look at is there some sort of in-help that you can get? Uh, is there someone that can assist you with that? Because now if you've got a bond and you've got a, uh, you've got a car that needs to be uh, paid and even you have no source of income, we then look at did you, was there any credit life insurance on that particular date? If there was, now how do we go about it? Do we then look at... You know, for, for, for credit life insurance, you have to be, you know, up to date with your payments for you to actually qualify for it, for, for you to actually, you know, get assistance from. So we look at that. Was there any credit life insurance that was in place? And then now what do we do? Is there some sort of in-help? Um, because we do have what we call a change of circumstances in date, re- in date review, where it does give you a little bit of, of a holiday or a pause on your payments, but that can only be done under very strict uh, conditions, provided that you are not in arrears and also that there was credit life insurance that was in place and that was also up to date. And let's be, I know that if we go generic, goal setting, goal setting, if you were to give someone Mm -hmm. advice right now or someone is driving and listening to you and I, um, how do do you do that, your goal setting? I always say that, you know, um, nobody knows your pocket better than you. So no one knows, understands what you're going through financially better than you. So you know that um, your goals needs to be realistic. We always talk about them being realistic. You know, there's nothing wrong with wanting to achieve the impossible. There's nothing wrong with wanting to, you know, having, you know, your your, your dreams come true. But you also need to be realistic financially to say that, am I in the state to be in a position to afford uh, this and that? Can I, can I afford uh, uh, this type of house in this location right now? Can I afford this school for my kids? What can I afford right now? And then you plan from what you can afford right now. And then you build to what you want in the future. You then, you know, um, you start to commit yourself to that life that you want financially. That includes not taking out any further dates or also taking unnecessary dates while you are in that transition to be, you know, to becoming in the, you know, financially free or being, uh, you know, in a, some sort of financial abundance or whatever you want to call it. Mm. I've got anonymous who just asked a very, very important question. Mm-hmm. How do you get out of credit card debt? Sure. You know, credit card debt is not as easy as <laughs> getting out because, you know, you pay only towards the interest on a monthly basis, right? So this means that the principal amount uh, that you've used is not actually catered for. It's only the interest. So now paying up a, a lot of uh, credit card needs to make sure that, first of all, you are up to date with that credit card. Then you can go and negotiate to say that, look, I want to have the the the, the, the credit card paid up. What's the next step? What can I do? Because they need to recalculate that because on a monthly basis, you're only paying interest. You're not paying any 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 words towards the principal date it's only interest so now depending on the amount now if you've got a credit card of a hundred thousand to settle that all at once 
that almost becomes really hard depending on the income as well. But if it's still a, a low amount that can be maintained, the best thing would be do not, uh, you know, over max out the credit card. Rather pay every single month more than what is expected towards the interest. Then that will help you in the long run. But also remember that whether you use the credit card or not, the interest will still go off. So at least when you build on that and it comes to a, a point where the credit card is in excess, um, you know, you've paid more rather, then that becomes easier to say that, look, this is what I can do. I can clo- consider closing it off. It's it's a very, very tricky situation. Let's say, for instance, mm-hmm. let's create a profile here, a very quick profile of an individual. Mm-hmm. So you have, a, let's say, a Joseph. Right. Joseph, Mm -hmm. his repayment for his uh, home loan is, let's say, 5,000 rand. Mm -hmm. And then 5,000 rand. His um, credit card, he has to pay about, oh, hypothetically, maybe he borrowed 30,000, which is about what? um, 800 rand per month or maybe a thousand rand. Mm -hmm. Let's say a thousand rand, a thousand rand per month. And then Joseph has got two children. He has to pay school fees and every term was probably is expected to pay 3000 for each child, which makes it Mm 6000 rand. But then Joseph, Joseph earns 20,000 rand. And I'm, being, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm actually looking for an average South African here, 20,000 rand. In this instance, when, yeah. you, when you look, look at um, what he has to pay, so it's a 5,000 rand, tick, gone. Mm-hmm. 1,000 rand, gone. That makes it 6,000 rand. Another 6,000 rand for the, yeah. children, for, for, for the two kids who are going to school, already we're sitting at 12,000 rand. Mm-hmm. I have not even factored um, in food. Food, accommodation, yes. electricity, the whole works. You know, uh, the whole works. So now this is how we determine whether a person can be, you know, um, if they are over, uh, you know, uh, spending way too much. You know, it's not just necessarily about. I look at Joseph's situation. He's only got two um, debt repayments, but ever he still has other expenses that we have not mentioned here. So then now we go back to say that out of that twenty thousand, how much should actually um, you know go towards your your your, your principal? We go back to that guidelines of the budget that we normally use to say that out of that twenty thousand. 50% needs to be catered between essentials. So these are your school fees, your bond or, or, or rental, um, accommodation, transport, whatever it is. And then the 30% needs to be within, um, you know, you're your, your not so, your, your, your wants, if I should put it like that, your wants. And the other 20% should be for debt obligations as well as savings. So now we have to look at that. Is Joseph within that? Now, when we look at Joseph's debt repayments, they're not a lot. However, he does have other in, um, expenses that we have not filtered in here, such as school fees. Now, that means that Joseph would now need to reduce on the other expenses. Now, if Joseph's in, uh, accommodation, for an example, he's only left with 8,000 out of that 20,000. If we are to say that his accommodation is 5,000, that then puts uh, Joseph to be over indebted, you know. So then he would then have to go and reduce the repayment of that 5,000 rand or in the, and the 1,000 rand for the credit card. Okay, so which means he has to approach his bank for the home loan because he's thinking I'm leaving a sh- uh, this shelter because re- lately 
5,000 rand really doesn't. Mm-hmm. That's, like, that's like your it doesn't, basic, yeah. basic, basic, basic accommodation. Otherwise, you are now going into informal settlement. If you're yeah, going to go true. way Not, below that. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, five thousand. Uh, to be honest, for a bond, um, it's 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 for basic. You know, you. Yeah. I mean, the, the nowadays, nowadays, even one million, it's you. You can't really get that. You know, house that you you think about. You know, uh, because things have gone so high, and so has the interest rate gone up. But I always say that you know what? Yes, before you can come. Because people say that debt debt counseling helps, but you need to be in certain position for you to help. If you are in a position to have your bond, uh, maybe you've spoken to the bank, they've managed to reduce or give you a payment plan or a new payment plan or a payment holiday for whatever the reason is. If that still does not work out for you, then the only option for you is to apply for debt counseling because the bank will only assist you, remember, for a certain period of time, not for the entire duration of the of the contract or of the of 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 the of the account they will only assist you for that specific time either they'll tell you that this is what we'll do for six months or this is what we'll do for three months but what then happens after that you're still now liable to pay back the full repayment the full installment with the contractual interest rate and so forth so if that does not help then debt counseling becomes the uh, the best option for you palivia shiburi founder of PS Debt Management and chatting to us. Um, it's been insightful. And I think, where do we find you? This, I think uh, you are going to be inundated. I can tell you this now. <laughs> okay. Consumers, I mean, sorry, listeners can, uh, can you know, uh, find us. Uh, our landline is 012-023-2364. We do have a WhatsApp line. It's 073 Four six two three. We also have our website is www.psdebtmanagement.co.za. Facebook, it's PS Debt Management. Instagram, it's PS Debt Management. We also have a LinkedIn account, also Twitter, PS Debt. Thank you so much for joining us on Jet Set Breakfast. Thank you for having me. And have yourself a great Sunday. Uh, that's Paul Vyashiburi, founder of PS Debt Management, talking about debt counselling. It's not fearful. If you know it's good for you, hand yourself over and get some assistance.